Here's the question. How do you create a lifestyle full of success, energy, and vitality without all of the anxiety that comes with trying to be perfect? From hormones to sleep to mindset and lifestyle, I've got you covered. This is Burnout to Breakthrough. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is Permission to Drop the Cape. I'm going to give you permission to drop the cape, and you'll uh, you'll know what I mean as we dive into this thing. I'm going to give you three strategies to um, that you can use to stop acting like a superhero. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, it seems like every other movie out. I went to see the Black Panther with my family the other day. Killer movie, by the way. I loved it. Uh, that general in there, if you haven't seen it already, she is she is uh, super bad. Um, but love the movie. But when we watched the uh, trailers. It was. I think there was one for another Avengers. There's an. Like, I think there's three other superhero trailers for this superhero movie that we were at. Right. So everything's about superheroes right now, and I, I, there's all kinds of uh, there's all kinds of stuff out there on social media and everywhere else talking about uh, why people love superhero movies so much right now. But I do have one thing to tell you about superhero movies, and hopefully this won't come as a shock. It's a great movie, but it's not real. There are no real uh, superheroes with special powers that they were given to them by Earth's yellow sun, uh, like Superman. So too many times we try to be superheroes, okay? So whether a lot of the guys that I talk to, it's in your job, right? So you're trying to be a superhero at the office and then a superhero at home. You're trying to be the perfect dad. You're trying to be the perfect husband. You you know, the pressure's on you to provide money if it's a single in- income household. Um, so that's a lot of pressure and we, we feel pressure to be Superman or, you know, you're a mom um, and you are, uh, you're trying to be a superhero there. I mean, talk about a crazy job there, trying to do everything right and, and make sure your kids get the right start in life or you know if you're if you're the main income earner male or female i mean it's there's so much pressure on us to be superheroes in every day of our life and uh, again it's great on the big screen but it's not real so here's what i want to tell you if you are feeling burnt out right now or if you're feeling like some symptoms of this body burnout or, or brain burnout neurotransmitter burnout uh, what do I mean by that? Are you anxious? Are you dealing with anxiety, panic attacks, waking up with anxiety more than you used to? Do you feel uneasy? Um, have you kind of lost your zest for life? Are you more negative than you used to be? Maybe you, you don't quite feel like you can pull it off the way that you used to, or you don't give a crap as much as you used to. Um, do you get sick a lot? Like I talked about in the last episode, are you having sleep problems? Are you wired and tired, which means you're, you're tired in the morning and then you're wired at night, or you get eight hours of sleep and you still don't feel like getting out of bed, and putting your feet on the floor. If if that's you, most likely you're dealing with some type of what we call body burnout, which is adrenals or neurotransmitter burnout or both. And usually it's both. And the only people profiting from this, from your burnout is, uh, like Red Bull and Rockstar energy drinks because, and this is a newsflash for, for anybody listening. If you have energy problems, sleep problems, focus problems or whatever, it's not because of a lack of Red Bull. Okay, the cause is not of a lack is not a lack of Red Bull or a lack of espresso from Starbucks. Those are ways of just trying to whip the horse that's already been whipped too much. So that's not the solution. The solution is getting to the cause of the problem. And usually, what your body's trying to tell you is that something you're doing is not sustainable. The way you've attacked life and gone after life up to this point is not sustainable. And now you don't get to ignore it anymore. When you're in your 20s and 30s, a lot of times you can ignore it. Once you get up into your late 30s, 40s, moving into 50, you can't ignore it anymore. It is now caught up to you. Okay. 
which is a good thing because sometimes you need to just be hit over the head with a two by four. If you're anything like me, I had to be hit over the head with a two by four three times before I finally figured this out. I mean, I, like severe accidents and injuries, which, which was trying to get me to slow down. And I never did until I finally figured it out. And then just even recently, it's like the fourth time I've been slapped over the head. Um, and I, I, I don't, I didn't fall quite as far down in the hole this time, but I like, if you're anything like me, you need to be hit upside the head with a two by four. And this is your body trying to get you to pay attention. So I'm going to give you three strategies that if you are feeling this way, and I talk to so many people on a daily basis that are feeling like this, like they're sick all the time. Um, and it's mostly men that I'm talking to, but I've talked to to females as well going through this. Um, but just guys, I know that I'm, you know, friends with the just anxiety coming out of nowhere, right? Like, like didn't used to be an anxious person. Now they're, now they're anxious. I was talking to a friend of mine is in the, you know, financial industry. And he's like, man, I got guys like this that are around me all the time, having panic attacks, um, not being able to, you know, close sales deals, just like not knowing what the heck is going on. I call it the WTF moment. If that's happened to you, the, the main thing I want you to hear from me is it's normal. Like there, there's your body's trying to tell you something and it's happening to a lot of us out there and there shouldn't be any, any shame or, or fear of expressing it, you know? Um, so if you're feeling that way, anything that I just listed, I'm going to give you three things that you can do to start changing that. The very first thing, so here's the three strategies to drop the cape, okay, to stop being Superman or Superwoman. Number one, tell your family, tell the people closest to you what's going on. The, the, the first and probably hardest thing that I had to do was tell my family, which is my immediate family, just my wife and my kids, that I wasn't right. Like I had to tell them, Hey, I'm just, I'm not feeling good. Like I, I can't operate on the same level that I, that I did before. So what I started doing was I started saying no to a lot of things. I started saying no to getting up at five o'clock in the morning, which I had done forever. And I started uh, sleeping in a couple of days a week. I, and I had to change what I did. I changed my consultation times at the office. I rearranged some things to go in the evening rather than the morning. But I built in some time for me to get some rest, right? That was one thing that I did. Was, and I slept in on the weekends. I I started sleeping more because I had to listen to my body, right? My body needed um, a little bit more rest. So I started sleeping in more. Um, I, I And I... I tell like my extended family too, like, we, you know, we were going to go out for dinner. And if I was worn out, I'd just say, Hey, I can't do it. And, and they didn't think that I was like blowing them off or anything. They understood, Oh, Eric's not feeling good. He's, he's trying to heal up. So what I, where the way I looked at this is I like the same intensity that I attack my whole life with everything that I do. I just started attacking my, my burnout problem with, I started using the time, you know, that I would normally have spent meeting obligations that I didn't necessarily want to meet. And I started, you know, reading books or listening to a meditation, like I've mentioned on some of the other calls or some of the other podcasts. I started doing the things to take care of myself. I started spending the time making ginger shots, <laughs> right? Rather than, rather than going and uh, going to another party that I didn't want to go to. And it wasn't forever, but I had to tell my family, Hey, I'm just not feeling good. And, and for me, I didn't change that much as much as just, I think I got permission to not always be Superman. I got permission to not always feel great. I, I got permission to not be the most talkative person in the room. And that was fine. Right. Um, even just recently I, I was expressing some symptoms and I had this chest cold that had been going on and I'd just been pushing through it with riding my bike and doing everything I normally did. And I called my coach and, uh, he's like, dude, get off the bike. He's like, what do you think your body's trying to tell you right now? Like, stop pushing it. He's like, the best thing I could do is be your mom right now and, and tell you to get off the bike. And it was great. I needed that. Like, I needed permission. And you know what happened? I, I needed permission to not act like I was feeling good. Because until this point, I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel better tomorrow. I'm going to feel better tomorrow. I'm going to feel better tomorrow. And I didn't feel better tomorrow. And it just got frustrating. 
finally when he said that, like, hey, dude, just take a couple of days off, and I did, it gave me permission to be like, yeah, I don't feel good today. And I started feeling good immediately after that, right? Because I, I didn't have all this pressure on myself. So tell the people around you what's going on and get permission to not be Superman for a little while. Uh, for me, it took me a good six months to, to get my life in some semblance of order back where I wanted it to be. Um, but I was in a pretty deep hole. Um, it shouldn't take you, maybe it might not take you that long. Heck, it might take you a year. I don't know. But just for a month or so, I just said, Hey, give me some time to start turning this thing around. And it was great because I started focusing on myself and, and, and giving myself some, some time to heal. So number two, um, after you tell people and put down the cape, number two is allow and expect help, allow and expect help. The mindset, uh, I think that it's most detrimental right now, uh, that I, with the people that I've talked to and it helped out is it's all on me. Everybody thinks it's all on me. If I don't do it, nobody's going to, if I don't do it, nobody's going to. And that's come out, coming from a, a real sp- a place of scarcity, right? That, that you're not going to be taken care of if you don't do it yourself. And that's just a tough place to come from it. That, I mean, that'll burn you out like crazy. So what I've really started focusing on is how can I not only allow help, because there's plenty of people that actually want to help me. And, and my refrain, I don't know if you're anything like this, but if I go back to you know my complaining, it's always, I don't have enough help, which is ridiculous because I have a ridiculous amount of help, like in reality. Um, so I just start thinking, all right, I'm not only am I going to allow those people to help me, but I'm going to expect it, right? I'm going to expect that good things are going to happen to me today. I'm going to expect that all these events are going to conspire in my favor today. The providence is going to move for me. Like that's, that's what I have started to do. And it's tough for me because I, I revert back to, well, if I don't do it, nobody's going to. And I'm just telling you, that's not a way to live your life. So just allowing people to help you, number one, which is a big thing for a lot of people listening, just allow it. Just, if somebody wants to help you, if somebody wants to make dinner, let them do it. If, if somebody wants to, you know, help you out in, in, in business, somebody wants to, you know, mentor you or coach you, somebody wants to, you know, anything, accept help, right? And then also expect it. Expect that it's going to happen. Expect that good things are going to happen. Expect that you are going to heal. Um, so that's number two. And then number three, and this is a tool a lot of people can use right away. Uh, I, I, I encourage you to start using this as quickly as possible, and it's called expressive writing. I read a book that I mentioned a few episodes ago from David Hanscom. He's an MD, and he's a back surgeon. And the whole book is the book, the book is called Back in Control, and it's about chronic pain, and it's talking about a hyper adrenalization of the of the nervous system, which means because you have been on high alert for so long, and you've been such a Type A person, and you've pushed for so long, all these things that cause that cause this burnout syndrome your nervous system actually gets wired for chronic pain. So this is a wake-up call. If you're not paying attention to your body right now, you better pay attention to it because he's talking about people in their 50s and 60s mostly that come to him with severe chronic pain that is like debilitating, that takes over their life. And they come to him for surgery and he rarely has to do surgery on them because he just gives them a couple of exercises to do to work through before they have the surgery. So he makes them do like, I think it's six or 12 weeks of, of, of uh, therapy before they do surgery. And most of them don't have to have surgery because the problem isn't the bulging disc in their back. The problem isn't uh, the fibromyalgia they thought they had. The problem is their nervous system is stuck on pain. It's it's like it's 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 a like a psychosomatic thing. Your 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 brain is so adrenalized, your nervous system that now it's stuck with this chronic pain pathway. So what can you do to break that? Well, one thing he recommends is what's called expressive writing. And if you don't get anything from else from this episode, get this. One thing that happens when you start going through this burnout process is you complain a lot more. Most people start to complain more. They complain about their pain. They complain about how they're feeling. They complain about how tired they are. 
and um, usually it's to the people closest to them. So what he says, break that pathway. So instead of complaining about it, just write it down yourself. So this is where the expressive writing comes in. You take a sheet of paper, blank sheet of paper, and you write down everything that's going through your brain at the moment. All the anxiety, all the negative stuff, all the stuff that you're worried about. Uh, when I first started doing it, uh, there's a lot, a lot of cuss words at the beginning. Uh, and I would just be writing the things that, and, and it's, it's pretty whiny stuff, but it's okay. It's going on in my brain. So instead of going and just vomiting that on my, on my wife, um, I would go write it down. And when I write it down, so here's what you do. You write it out in all its glory and it can be good thoughts. It can be bad thoughts. It can be whatever, but it just, whatever your internal dialogue is, like whatever you're anxious about. So if you're having a panic attack, you're about to have, just sit down and write, why is this happening to me? I hate this is happening to me. I feel like crap. Why is this going on? I didn't do anything to deserve this. I'm going to feel like, I feel like I'm going to lose my whole, uh, my whole, uh, my whole practice. Uh, I'm not going to get paid anymore. We're going to end up living under, under a bridge with my family. This is ridiculous. I didn't sign up for this. And then here's what you do. This is the cool part. You just uh, tear it up and you throw it away and you don't think about it anymore. And this is where the magic comes in. The things that you wrote down right there, they're just thoughts. They're not issues. And that's what helped me a ton. They're just thoughts. Thoughts don't have any power if you don't buy into them. I've talked about that in past podcasts. Thoughts are just thoughts, but we, we own our thoughts and think that our thoughts are, are actually what's coming from us. And so many times it's just a thought. It's not an issue. And I used to think it was an issue. Like I have this issue and I have this issue. And I don't know about you, but issues stick around for a while, but thoughts don't. So you just write it out on a piece of paper, take five minutes and then tear it up and throw it away and watch how much better you feel. That actually has a process in your nervous system of resetting your nervous system and, and, and getting out of that hypersensitive, hypervigilant mode that's going to cause this burnout to happen. So start doing that. And what he recommends is doing it morning and then do it before you go to bed at night. And I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. That, so that's the expressive writing. Um, check out the book. If you have chronic pain, it's, it's um, called Back Control by David Hanscom. But those are three things that you can do right now if you're feeling like you – if you're relating to the things I've been saying on this podcast and what I've been describing, if that's you, those are three strategies that you can start using today to start turning that around and turning that burnout into a breakthrough. So as always, share this up with somebody you know that needs it. Uh, if you haven't uh, already subscribed on Google Play, iTunes, or Stitcher, go ahead and do that. You'll get this podcast delivered to you usually on Monday or Thursday. And uh, thanks for listening as always.